0: Hi, thank you for joining us on our very first episode of Conspiracies and Crime. This week, we will be doing a conspiracy with Daryl and a crime with me, Rachel. Um, And we're going to do crime first with me. Are you ready, Daryl?
1: Yes, I am. Are you ready for this to tell me the story?
0: I'm very much ready. Okay. All right. So the first story that I have um, is a short one. um, And it is in regards to Bill Kostovic and Jill Rockcastle. And on April 30th of 2007, Jill Rockcastle stabbed her husband to death in Las Vegas, Nevada at the Panorama Towers on the Las Vegas Strip.
1: Nothing bad ever happens in Vegas. No.
0: What's that saying? You Come to Vegas on vacation and leave on probation? Come (laughs) back on revocation? Something like that. Um, Anyway, Bill Kostoffick, he was a chiropractor turned professional poker player. And according to Murderpedia.org, it states that Bill had won a total of $165, $597, according to um, his tourna- tournament record in his very short-lived poker career. His biggest claim to fame was a finishing 280th place
1: at the World Series of Poker. It's actually a pretty good finish, because that's a quite a massive tournament. Right?
0: He's finished 280th um, place at the World Series of Poker main event in 2006. And in that tournament, he had earned $38,759.
1: Not a bad day's pay.
0: Right? Um, but how much did he put into, you know, his poker career to... The buy-in is not cheap. Right. Um, after stabbing her husband, the medical examiner says after over 15 times, Jill... Um, it appears clean some bedding, then she disappeared for three days. Um, they received a tip, the police did, um, and they found Jill unconscious at a bed and breakfast in California. It is believed that she had attempted suicide. She also had written a ten page confession, claiming that their lives were built on lies and was crumbling. Um, and it also stated that Bill had was addicted to drugs, and he was addicted to poker. Um, and that he abused her. You can find that 10 page confession on murderpedia.org. Um, it has the entire confession for
1: your reading enjoyment. Did they say why she wasn't conscious? Did they, she overdosed on
0: pills? You know what? I, I believe it was that she did overdose on some pills. She was trying to legitimately kill herself. Um, Uh, so it wasn't
1: just a scam.
0: No, that part I believe was very real. Um, I mean if I killed somebody I would legitimately not want to face those consequences so I think I might like go okay I'm out <laughs> <laughs> Um on November 19th of 2008 um Jill was sentenced to 10 years to life in prison um she accepted a plea deal uh and she was allowed to plead no contest to second degree murder that confuses me, but okay. And this, um, no contest plea for the second degree murder was despite the prosecutor stating that there was no evidence that bill was abusive to Jill.
1: So, I mean, she has to do 10 years, but she can, she could still do life. She could never get out. She's eligible for parole after 10 years. Correct.
0: Correct. Um, in addition to the prosecutor stating that there was no evidence of abuse, Um, I was able to find a post on a Facebook page and that Facebook page was named the new criminal justices. And there was an interesting post from a Paul McGuire who states that he was a friend of Bill's. Um, and he was basically, um, stating that Bill was a good person and that there was never any signs of abuse, um, just as the prosecutor had stated, um, And you can read his response on that particular um, Facebook um, group, which is the The New Criminal Justices. Um, It seems that Bill had a lot of support from his friends and his family, and everybody disputed the fact that Jill was abused. Um, Jill seems to be that type who is always the victim. Um, There's a reason for everything that she does, and... um, it does look like that she had gone up for parole in 2017 and it was denied. So um, what would
1: be her motivation for killing him then?
0: I, I believe that they were actually both in over their heads. For sure. For sure. Financially? Probably. Probably. I mean, gambling and being a being a um, career poker player, that takes a lot of <laughs> discipline. Otherwise, that... A lot that, of
1: money, too. A
0: lot of money, a lot of discipline, because yeah that would be a tough life to keep up with for yeah. sure for sure. and how many times do you see that um just crumbling around you that's I don't think that that is ever gonna be a very successful career unless you are very very disciplined and very, very good. I mean, what was that one not to get off of crime topics, but there was also you know when we a young man wa who killed his parents? In California, and would drive here to gamble. Oh yeah, and he needed, you know, maybe we'll. I forget the the I can't name remember of his name either. Yeah, and I forget the parents' name, but maybe that'll be a future episode. But, um, to do gambling in moderation, sure.
1: Yeah, um, but to keep but it in moderation is a very difficult thing.
0: Very difficult. For those of um, you who
1: don't know, we do live in Las Vegas, and yes. gambling is literally everywhere. Everywhere. It's forced down your throat.
0: Right. Um convenience we,
1: stores, grocery stores, it's everywhere.
0: Right. It, we try to avoid it. But of course, you know, we, we go in, we get carried away sometimes. We're human. Um we don't get carried away to the point where we're going to kill each other. But <laughs> let's hope. <laughs> <laughs> Never gonna kill you, babe. Um so she was she did go for parole in twenty seventeen. Um and it was denied. Um, there was another parole hearing in twenty twenty, but for some reason I can't find those results. Um, but if you do check the Nevada Department of Corrections website, you do see that she still is currently an inmate there. Um so she's still incarcerated at the Florence McClure Women's Correctional Center in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um so she's still there. Um you do, you know, there are articles where she's gone on to complete the Pups on Parole program. Um, she has gone on to complete a cosmetology program. Um, I know that she has worked in the law library, um, helping other inmates. Um, but my guess, to the reason why she has not been granted parole, and hopefully Bill's family is showing up as well, um, it doesn't seem like she's very apologetic to what has happened. And I know that there are many sides to a story. You know, there's your side, my side, and the truth. But um, if you don't
1: take responsibility, they're never going to parole you. Right. You, know, yeah, you. right. Own up and, and right. show remorse.
0: Right. And looking at this story, I don't see any reason that she had to murder this man. Even if you are over your head. And I know, and I've been in situations, I'm sure you have too, where you feel like you're backed in a corner and you can't see that out. But at some point you have to be an adult and you have to put that mind over matter and you have to know that there actually is and you just can't see it right now. And you just got to find yourself a quiet place, peaceful place, um, until everything can calm down around you and make that next decision. I know that's easier said than done. Personally, I know that's easier said than done. But I can't say that murder would ever be an option.
1: I would hope not.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like that is, and, and to not be sorry and to make up. I don't believe this man was abusive. And now I have personally met Jill, and my opinion of her is not a high one. She is most definitely a liar, most definitely plays the victim. Um I believe she's one of those people who believes the lies that she is telling now, I don't know we're all that great, you know we're not not besties with her um just meeting her and having a few conversations here and there but
1: but if you can victimize your victim make make them seem like they're the monster, then people are less more sympathetic toward you and what you went through and then don't look down on you. It's, like you said, it's your, it's your ego.
0: Right. Like, look at me. I have just hurt so much. Well, we're all hurt. Look what this man did to me. Well, you took care of that, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Guess he ain't doing that no more.
1: <laughs> Never again.
0: <laughs> right? It's just a sad story, and I really feel for Bill's family, um, you know, that they heartbroken. heartbroken. Um, and you, you go on to that post, and you see his friend. Um and I do believe also on that same post there is I believe it was his niece or his nephew that had commented as well and said, you know and this is not verbatim, but just she's lying. She's lying. This man was not abusive. I do believe, you know, there there was most definitely they were in over their heads. And he probably had my guess would be he had a gambling problem, and which put them in dire straits. It sounds like he
1: did. A piece. Right,
0: that's what it sounds like to me too. And I know there's more to the story that I don't even know, um, but that would be my guess if I had to if I had to comment on it from well I am commenting on it, but from the outside <laughs> looking in, that's what it appears to me. And she just didn't like how it was going, and that's how she got rid of the problem, um, rather than you know divorce. So, you know, she woke up and chose murder that day.
1: You can't choose murder. Cannot choose murder. you got to choose happy.
0: You have to choose happy. (laughs) Most definitely a choice. And you don't, you know, so what if your financials are in dire straits? So what? They can be fixed. You cannot fix a life that you've taken. It's gone. And to not show remorse, and I certainly haven't seen it out of her. Um, I know Bill's family hasn't seen that out of her. Um, the and parole board hasn't seen that out of her. The parole board clearly has not seen that out of her. Um, and she can finish all the programs that she wants and show, you know, look at me. Um, but you took somebody's life. And that cosmetology course and that pups on parole course and whatever other courses that you've completed, they're not a reflection of your remorse. No. Period. You took a man's life. And, to you, me that and could all blamed just be it on him.
1: More part of her cover-up. Look how great of a person I am. I'm doing right. all these things. And he right. was a monster.
0: Right. You're a monster. Right. <laughs> right. Like, it, it was not self-defense. That's clear. Um, you took this man's life. But my guess would be, of course, it was a gambling addiction would be my guess. Um, and he probably needed some interference with that. Those are rough Gambling addictions are rough. And now these casinos are allowing um, debit cards at the at the tables now. And that in itself is very scary to me That's when I've terrible. seen that. Because of how fast somebody has been caught up. You know.
1: You and, can do sports betting through an app. Right. It's terrible.
0: Right. That's awful. It's it's awful. But that is my crime story on Bill Kostovic. Um,
1: All right. Um. We'll get into my conspiracy story. All right, let's go. My conspiracy story, we go way back to uh, 1889. Oh,
0: okay. Well, I mean, that's a lot different than 2008. <laughs> I'm
1: going to tell you about a man named William Kemmler. William Kemler was a vegetable peddler, a bit of an alcoholic. And on March 29th, 1889, he accused his uh, girlfriend, Tilly Ziegler, of stealing from him. So he went out to the barn, behind the house, grabbed an axe, came inside, did his business on her, uh, went to the neighbor's house, confessed to the murder, was arrested, and... What the hell did she steal? (laughs) I don't know. But apparently, it was enough to uh, cost her her life.
0: Hmm. Like, were there radishes gone? Tomatoes? (laughs) I mean, I think tomatoes are classified as a fruit, but you said he was a vegetable peddler. Did he have he, any fruits in there? I don't know. Was, was, veg- it, was it? Was Did She take an onion. <laughs> she
1: she took enough to. Uh, uh, I'm
0: gonna I'm take gonna an axe. How I'm, about that? I'm gonna go out on a limb and say there was a lot more to that story than that paper printed.
1: <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> All right. So unlike today, trials and convictions were really fast back then. He was uh, convicted 42 days later of her murder. Oh my gosh. Three days later, he was sentenced to death.
0: Three days after? Wow, okay.
1: Three days later after that. Mm -hmm. And uh, just over a year later, he was executed by the electric chair in front of 17 witnesses. Now, what makes this story interesting is he was the first man to be executed by the electrocution. He uh, got in between two very powerful individuals... George Westinghouse and Thomas Edison. At the time of his execution, there was a a battle going on between these two men, George Westinghouse and Edison, both names I'm sure most people are familiar with. Westinghouse wanted everyone to be, all the houses in America and all the businesses to be powered by alternating current, and Edison wanted everyone to have direct current. Now to explain the difference between the two, alternating current is a more economical way to transmit electricity you can transmit it further from the from a centralized power plant like cities are today there's a there's a, a few power plants and they they transmit electricity to everyone where edison wanted dc where everyone essentially would have a dc generator in their backyard and they would generate the power for their own home which today seems very unfeasible however back then ac was very dangerous it was killing a lot of people with electrocution um in fact the term westinghouse was the term for someone getting electrocuted and dying oh edison's dc was much safer familiar with dc that's anything with a battery your cell phone is dc your car is dc
0: so in today's age we use both
1: we do use both. We use D C on a very limited scale.
0: So they so we use D C the safer one on a very limited scale.
1: And AC, which due to changes in safety practices and insulation of wires and transmitting having high voltage transmission lines so up in the air or buried, enough. it's a lot safer. Hearing of someone getting electrocuted on accident is rare. Very rare. However, back then, very yeah. common. So, the conspiracy is is that Edison secretly backed the funding of the electric chair, which was going to be using alternating current. He never came out and admitted that he did it, although everyone assumed that he did it. Westinghouse was first approached to provide the power for the electric chair, and he said no, he would not let his generators be used. Good to for execute him. a person.
0: Good for him. Big fan of Westinghouse right
1: now. Well, we do have Westinghouse appliances in the house. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> However, the state of New York just went around him and found someone else to create an a- AC generator, which created the power for. Her. Of course, they did. Now, uh, most people believe that Edison funded that that research and, and development of the this generator. To behind the backdoor means so he wouldn't be directly associated. However, Mister Edison did things like publicly execute elephants using AC.
0: I remember hearing about that. That was so sad.
1: He wanted to prove so to he
0: publicly would be opposed to the
1: death penalty, but privately he
0: was oh, for no, it.
1: Publicly, he had elephants executed on stage. He had that, horses disgusting.
0: and how disgusting. But I'm, I, I don't, I think I'm going to. Um, be against batteries (laughs) do you think my phone will still run without it
1: no Westinghouse was the batteries
0: oh I'm sorry Edison
1: is (laughs) oh no wait Edison was the batteries I'm sorry you were right (laughs) okay Westinghouse is our our light plug right here and Edison is your is your is your cell phone battery so yeah Uh. we have to figure out a way to make your cell phone run on AC it might be a lot more dangerous Uh. (laughs) my bad everyone all right so the this execution took uh quite a long time. The first l execution they put a thousand volts of electricity into this man for seventeen seconds, and he was still alive. Ooh. um was there th- any damage to him? Uh, he was unconscious but still breathing so the next uh volt that they put through him was eight minutes of two thousand volts. Which is a massive amount of electricity going through someone's body where he was finally executed. Basically, he was cooked alive in front of these witnesses.
0: Oh, my gosh. How long did that take?
1: That was eight minutes total.
0: Eight minutes. Eight minutes. Do you know how long eight minutes is? Eight minutes.
1: A long time to have that much electricity flowing through your body. Let's pray he was unconscious most of the time. He did not feel anything. However, the witnesses said it was a pretty gruesome sight to see.
0: Oh my gosh. Um,
1: 4,373 people have followed this man through the electric chair process.
0: I wonder how many of those people were actually innocent or mentally ill.
1: A lot. 84 of them were considered botched executions. That's 1.9% of them were botched, which means...
0: What is wrong with people today?
1: I don't. I don't know. I don't even know what the definition of a botched execution means.
0: Uh, well, something to do like with eight minutes being cooked from the inside out. I don't know. Uh,
1: is that considered good or bad?
0: Uh, bad. Mm-hmm. I, but I guess that depends on your audience on, and who on, you're at On
1: what they're actually considered. Of four thousand three hundred seventy-three people, eighty-four of them were botched. There had to be more that lasted longer than eight minutes. Eight minutes. Oh,
0: that's so terrible. Uh, One
1: hundred thirty-one years later. There's a, eight states still have the execution as an option for prisoners who decide to choose that route for their execution.
0: Oh, uh, prisoners get to choose that route.
1: Yes, they get to choose their their means of execution. They are given option.
0: Wow. Well, Remember, like
1: Gary Gilmore decided, he chose the uh, the gas chamber, or no, he chose firing squad, one of them. But okay. yeah, you can choose what you want to do. Wow. Um, I out? think
0: we should just get rid of the death penalty altogether. I, I don't believe that that should be a thing. I know that that's an unpopular opinion. I don't care. Um, Yeah, no. Mm.
1: I used to be strongly for it. Now I'm fairly opposed. It has to be a very special circumstance for me to believe that someone deserves to Give the life of the crime that they committed.
0: Right. there, There's just way too many circumstances surrounding a lot of things that do happen. Yes, there are serial killers. Yes, there are cold-blooded killers. But those two are rare. There's always a reason why something happened. Um, but that's as far as I'll go because then I'll just be called a victim blamer. So,
1: <laughs> All right. Well, on that note...
0: Thank you for joining us for our very first episodes of Conspiracies and Crime. Um, We'll get better as we go.
1: And we hope you enjoyed this episode. And we'll see you next week for episode two. Thank you. And goodbye. Bye.